Welcome to the TruckVin.com podcast. As America's foremost truck buyer, we keep you informed on all topics regarding the trucking industry. We work with industry leaders to provide valuable insight. When you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit TruckVin.com. And now, your host for the TruckVin.com podcast, Zach Ellis. Good morning. Welcome back to the truckvin.com podcast. Today's April 18th. Going to bring you guys some information about Q1, what happened, what's happening in Q2. You're seeing a lot of shakeup. I was just at the grocery store a couple days ago and noticed that Dawn soap, D-A-W-N, the liquid dishwashing soap, is now offering disinfectant wipes, which is historically something uh, that Lysol or maybe somebody else, Clorox, has has considerably done well with so you're seeing a lot of shakeup happening but wanted to go over a few things there's a lot of negativity that we're seeing in either diesels consistently falling it looks like it was just up a little over a penny when I looked just a minute ago freight rates obviously down and you're seeing some of the used truck pricing consistently falling new truck orders are being canceled from customers last year so going to bring you guys some positive news. Obviously, as a business owner, it's incredibly important to not only understand and know the market that you're in, but we are so much more than just trucks. We are in the market as far as trucking companies, right? What freight is available, what the status on equipment is, especially new, because that usually follows the used equipment cycle. So if customers getting in 10 or 15, maybe 20 brand new trucks, we can usually expect that he'll get maybe five to 10 at a time. And then that lines up us buying used trucks. And, you know, now pricing has fell because the supply and demand, just very simply put, when the supply is low, demand is high, pricing's there and vice versa. So now that the supply is plentiful, the demand is not there. And we're seeing that reflected in used truck pricing. But with that being said, As a business owner, we have to look at ways to pivot, and the biggest way that we can pivot and grow as a company is growing not only our sales, but improvising our processes. How are we interacting with customers? How are we interacting in regards to social media? What are we doing to push the needle? Because coming in every single day and just saying, oh, I'm going to get on the phone and maybe I'm going to make 50 calls. Maybe I'll make 75 calls. It's not enough to do that, right? You need to be making a couple hundred calls. You need to be sending a couple hundred emails in a day. You need to be consistently following up with your repeat clients, right? And then going out and chasing new business because so many times we find where a single truck owner operator walks into the retail dealership, buys a truck, and the retail salesman doesn't call him for six months, maybe a year, hasn't called the guy. He ends up going, trading the truck back into somebody else, and then the process starts all over again. So a lot of what we're seeing is consistent problems with follow-up. Follow-up, what is it exactly? F-O-L-L-O-W-U-P, follow-up. The definition for follow-up right here is to pursue or investigate something further. Consistently whether I talk to sales managers at dealerships, I talk to owners of either single stores or multiple stores, whether you're in the trucking industry, whether you are in the tech industry, whether you're in the automotive business, whatever it is, the biggest problem that we're finding 
across every industry is follow-up. It is simply pursuing that client, whether it is through social media, whether it is through email, whether it is through text, whether it is through phone call. Maybe you're not able to get a hold of directly the business owner, but you can talk to maybe one of his VPs, one of his executives, just taking the time to consistently follow up with that person. Because I can tell you, not only as a business owner, but as a salesperson as well, a lot of people don't want to take that title of salesperson. Somebody says, oh, I'm not a salesperson. Oh, I'm not a salesman. No, I'm a customer advocate. I'm a new truck sales representative. I am a used truck sales representative. I'm a used truck remarketing coordinator. I think it's incredibly important to not only take the title as a salesperson, whether you're a salesman or saleswoman, but you need to be able to own that role. You need to be able to walk into it, pursue the client consistently, provide a solution to the problem that they have in front of them. And if you're not able to get a hold of them, consistently follow back up, right? Because if you're not following up and solving that customer's problem every time you reach out, eventually they're going to stop taking your calls. So some positivity for you guys that I had here. We're seeing a lot, a lot of shakeup right now. Fleet Pride, the parts distributor, hires a new CEO to run the company, which we're seeing a lot of shakeup. So Fleet Pride adds the new CEO. Pilot Flying J just hires new executives to pilot the overhaul. No pun intended there, but adding a couple new executives to overhaul the company, and they want to see people that are in roles that can take control, that have the strengths. And that is what is absolutely going to be needed this year. There are so many people that have mentioned there's a possible recession, right? The freight demand's not there. The used truck pricing is down or the interest rates are high or whatever the multitude of things is that we're seeing right now. So you're seeing some of these large companies take these pivots to get them to the next point. So Fleet Pride hires a new CEO, Pilot Flying J introduces new executives to start the overhaul of the company and get Pilot back on the right track. Walmart completely redesigned their entire website. They've invested millions into their e-commerce platform to compete with Amazon. Uh, executives said in a statement here, and I'll kind of paraphrase it, is we want to create an experience where customers walk through our doors, whether it is digital or in-person. Walmart being one of the largest super centers in the nation is now taking aim to compete with Amazon. Obviously, they consistently have, but Amazon has catapulted, I think, considerably, especially when COVID was in play and Amazon is just huge, let's face it. So Walmart is taking aim to compete directly with Amazon. So there's three perfect examples of mega corporations that are getting ready to shift, making that paradigm shift and pivoting in 2023. So with that being said, I'm going to talk about a few things that I think are important and maybe you can understand, maybe you can relate to this, maybe you have questions. You're always welcome to reach out. Either go to uh, truckbin.com, you can submit a form there. Or you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search Zachary Ellis. So a few things that I had written down here. Um, number one is you've got to create urgency in when you're dealing with customers. 
making that pivot is so incredibly important. So I've, I've made a list of things that I'm going to do personally in making that next move in 2023, because if we sit here and we consistently believe used truck pricing is down, um, our customer base isn't buying trucks because there's too much available supply, or maybe we're finding that customers are just keeping their trucks longer because of the fears that are out there. This company goes nowhere. So I'm going to go through a few things that I've personally uh, written down and I've shared with the team that we're going to do. And maybe these are some things that you can relate with. And I'd love to, to reach out to anyone that has any questions. You're always welcome to connect with me. So number one is finding what sets you apart from your competition. And it's kind of cliche to say somebody says, well, you know, what makes you different from the competition? But to me, if you're able to provide a real solution to somebody's problem, you can deliver on that solution in a time that you told them you would. And number three, you have some sort of references. You have somebody who can back that up. And what you're stating you can do gets you so much farther, right? And a perfect example is this. Um, look out here and there's uh, hundreds of roofing companies, right? Everybody has a roofing company or Everybody has a power washing company, right? But what's the one thing that sets that person aside? Why is there one person uh, that may be a smaller company that may have five to eight employees instead of having 15 to 20, but they do the same amount of revenue and they've got triple the amount of reviews on Google or triple the amount of reviews on Facebook or they're consistently recommended by people. It's finding that thing that sets them apart, right? Maybe it's so something as simple as a roofing company showing up the day of the job instead of calling you and saying, hey, my contractors are going to be there and, you know, let me know if you need anything, right? Or maybe something gets damaged in the process. I know I just dealt with it not too long ago on one of my properties was came out there to do the roof and started throwing shingles, thought they had a tarp down, ruined the bushes, ruined all the flower bed, tore up some of the gutters, just you know, typical stuff that is going to happen at some point when you are getting a new roof put on, but going over and above to say, hey, you know what, we're going to pay for that. Or, hey, you know what, I'm the salesperson on this job. I'm going to take responsibility and make sure that it's right. So finding what sets you apart. And if you're a trucking company, maybe you say, hey, you know what, I've got X amount of references that'll back me up on exactly what I do. Hey, you know what? My equipment is consistently clean, right? I have a 2019 Freightliner Cascadia and a 2020 model utility reefer, right? My equipment's late model. It's always clean. I'm always on time. I have good uh, FMSCA ratings. Finding something that sets you aside, because if you're just another carrier out there or you're just another person that's offering a service, you have a, a good shot at going out there just like everybody else picking up the phone and hoping, right? So number two is you need to be tracking what you're doing each and every day. Whether you track it in a CRM, whether you track it on a uh, tablet, whether you track it on your phone, you need to be tracking what you're doing. There are so many people that I talk to each and every day, and you would be amazed at the amount of time that people say that they spent doing something and didn't track it. For instance, yeah, I reached out to that customer once or twice, okay? Even some of my own salespeople, I ask them, hey, this lead came in on our website at 10.21 a.m. 
It's 12 o'clock. Why has nobody called him? Oh, no, I sent him a text. Okay, cool. Well, have we called him back? Have we emailed him? Okay, consistently tracking what you're doing. That way you can look at it and say, okay, today's Monday. I made 50 phone calls. I talked to 10 people. I sent 120 emails and I sent 10 texts. Okay, when you come in Tuesday, write down what you do. If you get to Wednesday and you're like, hey, I've only made 100 calls this week and I've only sent 200 emails, then you're able to track that. But just saying, oh, I'm going to pick up the phone. Oh, I'm going to send that person a text. It does not work. You cannot, you cannot inspect what you expect if you are not tracking it. You might as well just show up every day and just say, you know what, I'm going to do this. Uh, a big thing that I kind of implemented a while back was I have a journal. Every single day that I come in, I have a journal and I track exactly what I'm going to do day for day. The, the first time I get up, from 5 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night when I go to sleep. Every single thing is tracked. You know, tracking is so incredibly important. It really gives you a guideline of exactly how your day is going to work out because it's no secret you can read anything on the internet, social media, whatever it is. Everybody's attached to their phone. Whether somebody's driving down the road, I consistently see it. Whether you're with friends, you're at a restaurant, wherever you're at, everybody's attached to their phone. And a lot of the social media is driving people further and further away from their goals, right? And you can look at any of the stats that you want to, but any way you split it, the reports that are out right now in regards to American financials aren't very good. The average American can't afford a $400 emergency because they don't have any money in their savings. And I read something that was even scarier than that is the amount of people that make $250,000 a year or more do not have enough savings to last them 90 days. They're making the money, and they're taking the money and spending it. So it's consistently money in, money out. They only understand income. They do not understand where to apply it. So in tracking, not sponsored by uh, Oak Journal at all, but this is what it looks like. So Oak Journal, this is what I use. When you open it up, it's got your date here, what day it is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, etc. Okay, but this first box is gratitude, right? So you can start and finish your day with appreciation. Three things that you're grateful for. My vision today is, right? That's right here. My vision for today, the three most important things. Those are the three things that absolutely have to be done that day, right? And then today at a glance, it starts at 6 a.m. and it goes until 7 p.m. And you can write down every single hour by hour, right? So if you're making 50 calls in a day, need to make 50 calls, okay? I'm going to call people from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Call them 10 people an hour, send an email, right? And then right here, write about, okay, it gives you a topic where it says, how do you encourage yourself when you're trying something new? This question changes every day. It may be, you know, what's your biggest fear? Who is your superhero, right? It just gets your mind thinking, right? Gets you thinking about, hey, what's something I can write about? What's something I can read about, right? And it's got this 10-10-10 deal where you spend 10 minutes writing your journal, 10 minutes meditating, 10 minutes reading. Okay, but go to oakjournal.com. These are what I use. Again, not sponsored by them, but I do feel like they work. It's just a guideline, whether you use that planner or another one, tracking is so incredibly important. Number three for us was 
changing what we're doing. And that's not just as a company, that's as a human being. When you're in a position and you're faced with adversity, you have to look in the mirror and say, hey, what am I going to do to get through this? Because it's not an option to not pay your bills. It's not an option to look your family in the eye and say, hey, you know what? I don't have the money or the means or the time to do that. It's not an option to fail, period. So you have to make that pivot. If it means that you need to get up at 5 in the morning to start working at 6 a.m., sending emails until you can start calling people at 8 a.m., then so be it. Call people from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then start emailing them again from 6 to 8 p.m. Send them text in between. Send them an email blast. Follow up with these people on social media. There are countless, countless numbers of websites out there that offer information on any and every corporation out there, right? You can go to opencorporate.com. You can go to corporatewiki.com. There's a few of the artificial intelligence websites that offer uh, company name, company contacts, uh, emails, revenue size. There's so much information and data and you're seeing a lot of people right now that are like, oh, I'm just worried about this recession. I don't know what's going to happen with this recession. Uh, the available rate of jobs that is out there right now, but you're still seeing people quitting in droves in large amounts. And to back that up, you have a lot of these big corporations that are letting people go 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 people at a time. So you're going to see more entrepreneurs, more business owners take the time right now to create and devise a plan. But if you don't have a simple process to follow and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to make sure that every single day I'm tracking what I'm doing. Hey, I'm going to understand exactly how I can differentiate myself from my customer. And also I'm going to make sure that I'm doing more activity than I was doing before. It's not going to get you anywhere. Right. Watch all the videos on YouTube you want to watch, watch TikTok, whatever you want to watch. There is a lot of information out there on social media, but so many people are not applying it. There's a wealth of information on the Internet, anywhere and everywhere that you look, whether you want to research how to start a business, whether you want to research how to start an LLC, finding loads, et cetera, whatever it may be. But a lot of uh, what I'm seeing here lately in customers that we're talking to is Customers are having to switch the type of freight that they're hauling. They're not hauling just reefer freight. They're not hauling just driving. They're not just hauling rock. You may see these big 80-inch sleeper trucks hauling an end dump with rock full of them because a guy doesn't have a choice. He has to make his truck payments. He has to pay his bills at home. So really thinking outside of the box, there's a lot of, you know, Unfortunately, in this industry, you see a lot of double brokering on loads, and that hurts uh, not only the, the truck driver, but that hurts the company that's behind it as well. So, you know, making sure you have a good network of people, that is something that I've learned is just invaluable, is making sure that you have a network of people. And here lately, I've seen a lot more owner-operators that are in this network of 5, 10, 15, 20 different people and they kind of look out for each other and say, hey, I have this load coming up. Or, hey, I know this company needs X amount of loads of, you know, rock hauled. Or maybe they need this drive-in load taken care of. Or, hey, maybe there's some stuff coming up at the airport that we can haul. So 
funding that diversity, but you have to have that network to stand behind it. Because if you're out here and you're just trying to do it all alone, you're going to have a lot of work ahead of you and you're going to have a lot of time spent. So with that being said, wanted to take some time and share that with you. We're seeing a lot of shakeup, but there's a few things that not only I use personally, but I use as a business owner to, you know, encourage our staff, encourage the customers that we deal with, because there's a lot of guys out here right now that are genuinely worried about what's going to happen. Are they going to be able to make it? Because the people that can't make it are going to go out of business or they're going to have to sell their equipment cheap because pricing has fell. And the person that did take advantage of the time that they have now is going to use that money to increase their wealth. So you have any questions, reach out at truckvin.com. You're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn at Zachary Ellis. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for tuning in to the truckvin.com podcast. You've been listening to the truckvin.com podcast with Zach Ellis, your go-to source for up-to-date insights on the trucking industry. Remember, when you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit truckvin.com. Join us next time for the truckvin.com podcast.